0: Our best defense has been social distancing. No handshaking, staying home when you're sick, washing your hands frequently.
1: Did you wash your hands?
2: Welcome to a special edition of Old Fashioned Health on The Real 1100. As we continue to deal with the coronavirus pandemic that has affected the world over, your hosts Alvin and Edmund will be joined by medical professionals that will keep you informed, safe, and healthy inside and out. And now, here are your hosts, Alvin and Edmund.
3: How y'all doing? How y'all doing? This is Alvin and Edmund. What's on, up, everybody? On the old-fashioned health show, good health inside and out. Um, how y'all doing today?
4: You talking to the people, or are your people in the studio?
3: I'm talking to you for talking to you uh, right now. Doing then, well, doing well, brother, doing well. How you doing? You know, people probably think we talk all day, every day, don't they? And we be so busy, man. man.
4: It don't stop, but you know what? That's a good. We thing We leave out
3: right here, and I mean, it's uh, boots on the ground, nonstop. And I guess we take Thursday to recap what we're gonna do for Friday. That's it. And growing and sewing. Growing and sewing. I'm just growing. I don't do no sewing. <laughs>
4: <laughs> well, I'm I'm excited. I'm working on a lot of a lot of things right now. Um, but one of my uh, most exciting projects is I'm working on something for the people. I'll just say that. You did that last week. Did I? Did I say that? Just like that. okay. Well, we still working on something for and the you people. And, tell and, it and was. when it's when the listen, it'll 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 be uh, announced in in the time. Can you tell me out is, there? Nah, because you gonna ask me a lot of questions about it, and <laughs> right now I don't have the time to give the answers on it. So. <laughs> <laughs>
3: so okay. how's everybody doing? Man, let me tell you, this has been a long week. It's been a lot going on in the news. Yes, it has. And. Uh, Man, it's, it's been a lot. So I'm going to tell y'all something that happened to me on social media. And this is just food for thought. And I'm going to let you all decide on whether y'all want to uh, chirp about it. But, but let me tell you, when I when I got uh, attacked, so to speak, somebody came to my rescue. And then I sent uh, Old School. I forwarded him or something and before he would see it so he would know what the whole fight was about but okay. apparently he didn't read the notes to see them coming after me and it took a black lives matter person to come to my rescue it's like oh uh-uh, no I'm, I'm with the brother tied so what happened y'all know we had all that sh- uh shooting and stuff last week right mm-hmm. we had uh, i think 24 shootings 14 people got shot two people died uh one little girl got killed at that wendy's right yeah. so you know uh i tried to maintain my cool when i'm not around my co-hosts I probably would. I don't count to 10. I just get to seven and it is out. So I only made it to seven. And so I designed this like looks like a T-shirt, right? Okay. And I sent it to you before I did, but it was, you didn't respond. So I'm like, oh, I, I, wow. I haven't received it. Um, so what it said was, it said, um, I'm black and I'm proud. I said, but I'm not. No, it says, I'm not black and proud. That's what it said. I'm not black and proud. I'm embarrassed. And then I put hashtag black on black crime and then I put hashtag black lives matter. Well, I start getting messages. You shouldn't you shouldn't be saying black on black crime. You shouldn't be saying that because that's what the uh, other groups are saying about us. That's what the white supremacist group are saying. And they use that as a justification to say, well, we can get we, that's their justification for what they're doing to. Some people are doing to us. And that's what they're saying is the excuse that you shouldn't say the same thing they're saying because you're, you're sounding like you're saying the same thing they're saying. Mm-hmm. So I said, I went down the statistics. Chicago, f- and for Father's Day, 100 people got killed, black people, killing each other. Fourth of July in Chicago, 72 people got killed, black people on the south and the west side. In Atlanta... Last week it was twenty-four people <clears throat> that got killed, that got shot. Fourteen got shot, three got killed. One was an eight eight-year-old girl. So I'm up to here, right? Mm-hmm. So I said, "Listen, you got Black Lives Matter out there putting all they got to try to stop what's happening to us mm-hmm. by police, you know, brutality and all that stuff and the racial things. These kids are college kids. Some of them are not, but they're trying to make a difference. they have margin I hadn't been out there doing a no margin. But I know they're out there. So they out there doing all they can, and then while they're out there doing all they can, they turn around, and somebody else is killing us that look like us. That was the purpose of me doing the shirt, uh, doing, designing the shirt. And so I kept getting one after another somebody would say something. One of the young ladies I know is an attorney. She came to me saying, you shouldn't use that term. And then there was other people that I know personally said that. You shouldn't use that term. But then a Black Lives Matter came to my rescue. So let me tell you something. I'm out here marching every day, every day, trying to make a difference. And I'm tired of out here marching every day, trying to save us from other people, the police. And then I turn right around and see a crime being created by somebody that looked like me. He said, I'm tired. Somebody. He said, I'm tired. Mm-hmm. He says, I totally agree with the brother. Mm-hmm. And for you all that ain't agreeing, you probably ain't out here marching. No way. <laughs> and then Shula King came out and he just lit them up. I had other celebrity people just coming in. They was, I got DM messages like, you right, you right, you right. Because we don't like that word. But it don't matter what the word is, the action is happening. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It, it may be a word that they are using, but it's a word that ain't uh, about uh, about that. And uh, so, so that was, I had never really been attacked, so to speak, on social media, but somebody came to my rescue. I mean, this kid can't, he just let him up. Then some celebrities cat in and start saying something. I was like, yeah. I didn't have my other backup, my folks here. Because, yeah, yeah. you know, we all got stuff going on busy. But I did send, because Jerry follows me on Instagram. He used to comment on all, all, everything I do. Okay. So I sent him the post that this other brother had uh, was complaining about. Uh, he was tired of the same thing. So that was my, my day that day. So I take out the time in regards to what I'm doing. Yeah. I'm really in touch with what's going on in the community. And it bothered me to see an eight-year-old girl just yeah, shouting on the news. Like, come on, yeah. y'all. Yeah. You know, so but that was my my struggle. It, it kind of drained me. It drained me. Because I, I my whole purpose of what I'm trying to do is to make a difference. And to see us hurt each other really, really just got to me. We have to put value on our lives. Yes, we do. And each other's lives. Mm-hmm. All around. Yep,
4: really do. That's that's that I mean, that's just the bottom line.
3: Yep. Really do. So I didn't know if all the things were going on because we went on the air on Thursday. People just lost their mind Friday. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> what happened? They was missing the Alvin and, and, and Edmund being on the air. It's like, we be gone for one Friday and y'all just lose it. Just
5: to comment on, on that, mm. pick it back off that, I still can't, I, I can't, me personally, I could never, even if the person has a gun up to me, I can never kill a brother. You know what I'm saying? I can never take out another brother or sister. You know what I'm saying? So I want those people to just really understand that, you know, at the end of the day, you know, just speak to them like a like a brother or sister. No matter how far off or lost they are. They you know, yeah. they are. Just speak to them like a brother and try to talk some sense. And if something happened, I'm just speaking for me. If something happened to me. Just due off the fact of my kindness or the way I talk to another significant brother that is just lost in the system. Mm-hmm. Then so be it. You yeah. know what yeah. I'm saying? I At feel the, end the same of the day, way. It's, I can never take another man. It's like hard
3: for me to imagine because every time I see another brother, it reminds me of a cousin I have or somebody I have that I know. It might be a friend. It's like man, you remind me someone went to school with. I don't care how bad they look. I saw homes do remind me of somebody I know. Just when I see my own people, I see people I know. So it's kind of hard unless you that angry or got that much, or you lost in the sauce. Yeah, and then you you can't help it. And like Jerry said, if you can't convince them of what's in the sauce, I mean, I'm I might get taken out by one of my own, but I pray that I don't. But it, but it, but it, but it's hard. It's hard. I can't I can't constantly do that. Yeah, I mean,
4: you're you, you questioning yourself, like like what are people thinking when they're at that point, you know, of of something yeah. that is. You know, not defending yourself or whatever. You know the situation, like just piggybacking off of what Jerry's saying is mm-hmm. like uh, talking to people, and you know if you can. Now, there's a certain yeah. situation yeah, now you can you can do all the talking in the world, and yeah. let's be real yeah. about that. I didn't say I wouldn't put hands on you I yeah, just okay. said I like, wouldn't shoot you. All right, <laughs> all right. Now let's let's yeah, get yeah. that part straight. Yeah, we, but,
3: you, you might get some hands, but I don't know if I shoot you with a gun unless I'm just trying to defend my family. That's a whole different story. I might have to if you're trying to break in my house and get to my family. Then. I'm going to be hurt that I had to do it. And it goes back to that whole value of life thing, man. Yeah, yeah.
4: And we may need to do a whole show topic on that and let of the listeners call in and voice opinions. Yep. And, and just talk on things, on ways of correcting that situation mm-hmm. versus, you know, we talking about the aftermath of what occurred. You know, we can talk about how to prevent things That's, like that, you yeah. know, because like he said, he said loss in the system. You said with the sauce and the whole nine like that, it's uh, it's it's like a blinder, Right. That's over some people's mindset that's causing them to think that way. Right. Yeah.
3: All right. So uh, we're going to uh, go ahead on and get this show started uh, here in a minute. We're going to do what we normally do, play the black national anthem. Did you see that the NFL – did you see the NFL going to start playing the black national anthem? I've been asking them – how long have we been doing this, Jerry? You you, you put it on the universe.
5: They're only doing it – I heard they're only doing it for like one week. Right. For but how long have
3: I been asking about this since I've been on air? Uh,
5: since – Ever.
3: Ever since I've been that's on that. Come on, y'all. They're going to drop me a bucket and they're going to drop me off a week. That's it.
5: It should be always. At least, at least, at least two to three years straight. Two to three years. One week ain't going to cut it. I mean, that's no different from Putting all our history into the shortest month On year. February, right. <laughs> yeah, You know what I'm
3: We're going to give you a little something right here. That's all you're going to get. Well, yeah.
4: Hey, 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 it, hey, let's put it like this. It's a start. It's, and, and once you get that little taste of it, you're going to want it every week. Well, anymore.
3: we going to want it. They've been giving yeah. us a start for the longest. I'm tired of a little taste. Give me my whole meal. <laughs> I mean, this ain't so, no happy meal. So, so how is it going to be presented? Reach out, Do you uh, know? No, like no, 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 no.
4: Um, the the, the song the itself. The be- oh, the, what you mean the, what version? the, the details
3: mm-hmm. of it. Like, yeah, like, is someone so
4: singing it? Is it going to be a recorded version? Is it going to be the
5: version that, that we it's play? Gonna be, it's like
3: gonna, it's going to be on the eight track.
5: No, it should be a brother, or <laughs> sister singing it. Put Beyonce out there, somebody to the national anthem one time.
3: Yeah. Well, Look, I- we gonna finish <laughs> that one because uh, yeah. So let's go ahead and open the store and then we come back. We have Doctor Alexander on the line with the alright We'll be right back. All right.
2: Rejuvenation for youthfulness and beauty is trending worldwide. People are getting laser hair removal, Botox, dermal fillers, skin brightening, tightening, lifting and reshaping. SmartPlex ATL, a comprehensive medical spa located in East Cobb, 4799 Old Town Parkway. You can also visit us online at SmartPlexATL.com Dr. Alexander and his team enjoy pampering you while you receive customized treatments in a beautiful, calming, zen-like atmosphere smartplex atl we are your hollywood destination for exciting youthful rejuvenation
3: all right y'all welcome back this is Alvin and Ed edmund You're on the old-fashioned health show good health inside and out i believe we got dr alexander on the line doc doc is here
0: what's Probably up Doc? Brothers. how we doing today all how right doing, what's man? going on with you man you know i'm feeling I'm, well you know what I'm, I'm, I'm feeling split.
6: Uh-oh, okay. You know, I,
0: he- I heard that conversation that you guys are having okay. earlier, and I'm telling you, um, it is disheartening to uh, think that there are certain places that, um, you know, we can't even travel. Somebody's telling us that we can't even travel down the street. Um, and, and if we do, you know, somebody might try to take us out. My dad was here this past weekend. I he stayed with him for about two weeks.
6: Mm-hmm.
0: And... He was talking about this movie and I thought it was really ironic and kind of apropos for what's going on now the the Jewish people had a mafia that they you know had out there and they were they were gangsters but they had a code that even if somebody within their own ranks uh, did something against them uh, they never pulled out the death penalty they kicked their butts okay, but they mm. never pulled out the death penalty on anybody that was of their nationality or heritage. Why can't we have the same thing?
3: I, don't, I, don't, I, I think the only time we ever have had that, it, at a minimum, I and mean, it wasn't much then because some of us was like uh, doing like Harriet Tubman, still had to take out some folks to... Uh, <laughs> she, she had to. Yeah. Yeah. She said, listen, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I ain't with us baby, you late, started
4: hey, this journey with us, you better come on. Better if come not, come so so I, I don't know
3: if we ever really, really, really had that uh ever actually for for 100 doc i don't know why we don't um they had a
0: code though they had a code and i know we need to we need to adopt something because we can't have everybody on the outside killing us and we killing us ourselves too so that brings us to what our topic is today what we talk about anxiety i'm gonna skip you know the loser the news because we don't have uh any we don't have too much time today and i know you guys might want to get into this once i start jumping heavy into it okay no problem okay So, um, you know, you you guys gave me a good segue into my topic and, you know, people have been coming to my office and and they have had a lot of concerns about the fact that they've noticed since the the highways have opened up in Atlanta that people are actually driving much faster than they did. At least the perception is they're driving faster trying to get to wherever they're going than they did before COVID hit.
5: Hmm. Uh,
0: and, 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 And I don't know why that is because. We don't have quite as much traffic, and yet they're going faster. Um, we have, you know, a lot of interpersonal problems that are going on. We have confusion mounting because we can't get the truth about what's going on with this this virus, you know, you got you got the medical community saying one thing, you got these politicians saying another thing, and they're opening up these states. Now they're trying to close them back down. They, you know, they they open up the beaches, then they close down the bars, then they close down the beaches, and now they're talking about opening up the schools. And like, how can you close down the bars and close down the beaches, but the schools are going to be safe? Uh, I mean, and then you're gonna put your child back out there, and then and then we get a tweet this morning or last night, you know, from the president said, well, the reason that we're not going to to uh, that we're gonna uh, we're going to open up the schools, but CDC has put some guidelines out there, but it's too expensive and too disruptive. Now, I got people having conversations with me and say, wait, how can it be too expensive when you bailed out the restaurants, the cruise ships, uh, and and you're giving out some people that are close to you a bunch of money, and, and we're talking billions of dollars, and now you're talking about my child who's going back into an environment who is no way in the world that they can – wear masks all day long in school and stay six feet apart, and you're saying it's too expensive to protect my child. That's got to cause people a lot of anxiety.
6: Yep.
0: A lot of anxiety. It's causing me anxiety because I'm trying to figure out what these children are going to do. And here's the other thing. As a provider, and I've done a lot of urgent care and family care in the past, the time that I saw the greatest amount of sinus infections, sore throat, strep, pneumonia, Uh, flu was about five to six weeks after the kids got back in school. Mm. There's an incubation period. They all get together. They're all breathing on top of each other. The first ones that come in are the teachers. And the reason that the first ones that that the teachers are coming in is because germs go forward, right? So if you breathe, they go forward. Well, the teacher's at the front of the class looking at the students. The students are coughing Mm. into the, the teacher's face. And a cough goes more than six feet. A cough can travel up to 19 feet, and a sneeze can go up to 28 feet, 27 feet in length. Uh So a teacher at the front of the class, somebody's coughing, whether they're at the front of the class or back of the class, and all this stuff is just bombarding our teachers. So now they're going to be coughing with not only the flu, but COVID and every other bug that's out there. Mm -hmm. And it is too expensive to implement the protocols of the CDC. Okay, all right. So if that is not causing you stress, I don't know what is. Hmm. Uh, you know, because I, I just can't fathom how you, can, how you can let Boeing get some money, but you can't let the school system get some money. The people who are keeping this place going. The people who are at Boeing have children. The people who are at Boeing um, have wives and husbands that are teachers. So I don't don't get this. I don't get it. But anyway, um, I know that something has to happen because what is going on right now is that we're starting to feel something inside. And one of the biggest things that's happening is that the stress hormone, cortisol, is starting to get manufactured. And instead of it going out of our system, we're keeping it. So when cortisol first comes in, it it acts as an anti-inflammatory and it it is supposed to deal with that stressful situation. But if you never shut that system down, it becomes destructive. Mm. It can kill you and it destroys your immune system. And so while these kids are scared in school, with these masks on and people coughing while the, 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 the uh, parents are scared in this situation and the tensions are, are starting to mount at home with the interpersonal relationships and people aren't bonding like they used to and, and, and people are out there shooting each other and then you get in the car you don't know somebody's going to arrest you um, and, and, and take you to the ground and put your foot on your neck. I mean, while all these things are happening, that cortisol is rising. It's rising. Mm. It's becoming destructive. So what can we do, people? What can we do? All right. Those situations, we have to keep working on and and keep working at them so that they correct themselves. But we have to do something for ourselves now. We can't wait for somebody else to do something for us. So the first thing you have to do is love yourself enough to say that I know these things are going on inside, and I need to take care of me. All right? All right. So if we're gonna deal with this stressful situation, then the first thing is we want to to moderate the substances that we take in, such as marijuana, you know, on occasion there's some people who do some recreational, like cocaine and stuff, wine, beer, alcohol, all those things go against your immune system and they are not gonna help reduce your cortisol levels. So that's the first thing, love yourself enough to moderate those things, all right? Second is, you need to get yourself into a situation where you sweat. Get some of these chemicals out of your body. The chemicals that you release when you're sad, like if you cry, those chemicals are not the same. Those tears are not the same as tears of joy. They have measured them. They've analyzed them. Within the same person, tears of sadness and tears of joy are not the same. So Mm. we have to do some things that will cleanse the system. So that's one, okay? The next is, um, the other thing that exercise will do for you, uh, and that's when I talk about sweating, is it helps to release some of the positive hormones in your system. Okay, oxytocin. Oxytocin is one of those that helps with um... – sorry, my phone went off. Apologize. apologize. <laughs> um, oxytocin helps with um... – Bonding, orgasm, uh, joy, pleasure, those kinds of things, as well as endorphins, right? We've heard about endorphins being released when you exercise. Adrenaline is released uh, when you exercise. As a matter of fact, you you don't want too much adrenaline going because that's epinephrine. But what happens is your body starts to metabolize it more because the blood is flowing better. All right? We need to increase our, our fluid intake. Very, very important. Uh, and then let's get into some other things. You know, if you are starting to become perimenopausal or menopausal, or we call it in men andropause, you're starting to notice that certain things aren't functioning as well. Like when you go into the gym, the same amount of uh, effort using weights and that kind of stuff, you're not gaining muscle or you're not keeping your muscle tone. Uh, you may notice some things sexually may not be functioning as well, or your mind is not as sharp as it was. Maybe your hormones are off.
3: What is it called again, doc? I'm sorry. What is it called?
0: Andropause. We call it andropause in men. We call it menopause in women. Okay. Okay? So the hormones may be off. So get those checked because if they're balanced, you may feel better, all right, and you have less stress. You'll sleep better as well. Some of the calming herbs that are out there, and you guys have all heard of this one, I mean, because it's very popular now, ashwagandha. Ashwagandha, it decreases stress and anxiety. Mm, okay. Okay. Chamomile. A lot of people know about that because they take it for sleep, but it actually is is a stress reducer. It actually helps to reduce stress. You have lavender. Everybody's heard about lavender Mm -hmm. because women like lavender, right? Lavender, if you place it correctly, you put it around, you smell it, uh, it will decrease your anxiety. Uh, another one is valerian root. Some people have heard of that if they're into the herbs and stuff. But valerian is really good for depression, anxiety, and it also helps you sleep. And when you sleep better, you have less anxiety when you wake up in the morning. All right? Passion fruit helps with your nerves and restlessness. But here's a big one. We've talked about this before. CBD oil.
6: Mm.
0: Anxiety sleep, everybody. Anxiety sleep will calm you down. But here's some things that we may have not have known about. All right? Amino acids. I'm going to give you three of them here, lysine, L-arginine, and L-tryptophan. I'm not going to go into all the physiology of it, but those three amino acids help with anxiety. You do want to take some vitamin C with it and some magnesium. Magnesium helps to activate it. And magnesium is also good for what? We talked about COVID before in your immune system. Mm -hmm. You know, know, Doc is always talking about high-dose vitamin C. I have been doing a ton of IVs. This week, people are finally starting to come in. They're they're scared. They're realizing, and they're feeling better. They're calling me back and say, "I feel better." Well, one of the reasons is it decreases your anxiety too. Anxiety. Now, here's the other things. Then we're gonna cut it loose. You guys might have a few questions. Practice kindness. Mm. Kindness. It helps to produce some chemicals within your body that calms you down. All right. You guys still there? Okay. Yeah, yes, we yeah. here. We listening, no, Doc. I thought I lost. I heard an echo. Oh no! Right. no
3: we here. Right. We taking notes and everything.
0: Okay, laughing. Yeah, laughing. You know, laughing and kindness actually are, are um, two things that people actually use when they're treating cancer in alternative clinics. Uh, in in um, the first thing they do in besides put you on a uh, more of a plant based diet in the Eastern countries is they put you in a situation where you have no negativity. You can't watch anything negative on television. Can't watch the news. You can only watch things or be around people that are going to make you laugh and that are going to surround you with kindness and where you can return the kindness. Cause it's not just receiving it. Mm-hmm. It's having that feeling inside where you want to give kindness to somebody else.
4: Doc, that's a whole nother universe in it.
0: Another universe. <laughs> yeah. It's healing. It's, it's empowering. It, it, it's life-changing. Yeah. And the last I will say to all the adults out there, to make love. And I didn't say sex, because when you um, get into raw aggression, that is producing other, other hormones. But when you are practicing kindness, compassion, and you're trying to make someone else feel better, and you're actually trying to also trying to get something from it to receive and give, and, and you're really trying to enhance another person, that's making love. And when you make love, you also produce those chemicals we talked about earlier, the oxytocin, some of the dopamine, um, some of the relaxing uh, hormones. And that's so another that's universe, too.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: <Make> love. <laughs> Okay, we didn't say this is a rated PG. We said this is an educational show. I like that, Doc. Thank you,
4: Doc. Every everything you putting out there today, man, has been some good stuff, and a lot of people will get it, you know, and and some may not, but hopefully they will understand it and adapt that into that world because like I say what you saying bro I salute you with all of that you know what I'm saying as far as the kindness you know the the food that we need to eat to and, and just all the information that you're providing us with because a lot of people wouldn't hear it otherwise than you speaking that out there like that so yeah we appreciate you Doc the,
3: Thank you. Thank the you. thing the thing about depression thing you was telling us about uh is it what do you suggest for kids that's dealing with depression they're sitting at home I mean art
4: I'm sorry, Doc. I didn't mean to jump in there like that, but that was mine. and you go here with yours. All yeah. right.
3: What, 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 what can they? What could you suggest for a parent to do if their kid is kind of feeling, you know, depressed and stuff?
0: I think one of the things is that um, we have to change how we, we we look at accomplishments. Okay. Okay. Oh. Yeah, we have to change how we look at accomplishments. Mm-hmm. Our society is is all goal oriented. And, you know, I look at people like Whitney Houston. I don't know her. I'm just making um, an assumption that a lot of her happiness came because she thought, and again, I may be speaking out of turn, but I I have a lot of patience and I've seen other people like this and maybe even myself at times, and you may have noticed this, that you work so hard to get a goal, and then when you reach the goal, you feel a little bit unfulfilled. You enjoy it for a moment. you, You know, you celebrate with everybody, but it just doesn't feel as good. And the reason it doesn't is because, We're shooting for the wrong thing. We keep talking about the goal. And what we should be doing is celebrating every step along the way, Mm -hmm. the moment. Mm -hmm. And I'm with you, Alvin, in in trying to put your studio together. Whenever we talk, um, you're always talking about what's happening now and you're taking stock in every step along the way. If we teach our children to appreciate the moment, you know, as they're doing the painting, not that I want a picture at the end. Yeah. The picture at the end is just something that's, it's just the end result. right? You know, but 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 um, I'll give you a good example. There's a guy, he's the greatest cricket player of all time. He said the reason he got there, he has done things that probably no other man will ever do. I mean, his, his, his stats are so far out there, it's crazy. He said that the reason he got there was that he never got any kind of accolades from his brother and his coach. And that even when he broke records or when he uh, went, You know, so many runs, or you know, I think he went like a whole year with only one out. Incredible stuff. They only got him out one time in a whole year. He that was another record. He said they would never let him celebrate at the end of a game if he knocked in like ten runs and he broke a record. They would never let him celebrate. He would go home, eat his dinner, and they would talk about the next thing. Now, some people think that's really great, but what happened is he's sitting there talking to this um, this uh, interviewer, and he's now trying to reminisce on what happened in the past Mm. and he looks a little bit sad and unfulfilled because he never enjoyed the moment he was always trying to get to the end and when he got there the end was empty wow it's the moments in between that's what we need to teach our our kids it's not that you gotta always be doing something fantastic and out there it's what are you doing now and as you do it how much do you love what you're doing and Mm. if we teach people to do that instead of you know, always getting that prize at the end. Yeah. The prize is in doing it,
3: man. Yeah. The journey yeah. It's about the journey. Yeah, Doc. Thank you journey, so much. Yes. Thank you. Thank you so very much, Thanks, man. We got to. We going to give you some more time. You just we're gonna we gonna. We have. We have a debate in here after we get out the air. Me and Edmund, We're gonna see if we can squeeze you some more time in here. Doc. Thank you all so right. much. We appreciate you. you. Have a good one. All right. All right.
0: Appreciate you guys. Love you as usual. You Take care. Be safe. Doc.
3: Be blessed. Um, all right, y'all. That was Dr. Alexander giving us the full, the full plate, the full meal deal. That was a lot of good stuff. I there. saw y'all were smiling on some of those suggestions. Seemed like, but I'm gonna leave it at that. We're gonna have bring we're gonna bring, we're gonna bring Dr. Hines in on this. We're not we I'm not gonna let y'all go on that one. Doc, <laughs> Doc, you here, Dr. Hines? Yes. Hello. Good
1: afternoon. Hello. How are you? Hello. Hello. How's everybody doing? Doing Absolutely well. Wonderful. Have How you, you noticed, doing?
3: Have y'all noticed? You know, she has a show that comes on Thursday before hours. Now her voice is start changing now. she comes kind of <laughs> like, hi, how are you all doing? All this extra flavor, you know what I'm saying? Right, voice. right. She used to come on, hi, this is Dr. Hines. And now all this is, hi, <laughs> hi, how are you? She's like, what is what is that all about, Doc? Would you like to discuss that with us? <laughs> <laughs> I am not cool totally with you, James uh, all. How are you, oh, you doing? <laughs> how you doing? How was your show? What I'm was your show good. about today, too?
1: The show this morning was amazing, amazing. So one of my college classmates is a nephrologist with the Johns Hopkins University Hospital System, okay. and so she came on and shared with us tips about kidney health, um, and about dialysis and organ donation, and it, it was a great conversation. Uh, she gave me some feedback that she had a ton of fun, which makes me feel good that you know I made her comfortable um, as she was presenting her platform. We had a couple of questions from our listeners. Um, That were answered as well. And it it was just a good it was a good hour. I enjoyed it.
3: That's good. Good I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. I know uh, your topic today is you're going to update us on COVID. But one of the things that has been brought to our attention to ask specifically from you was what's your thoughts on schools opening up so soon?
1: Thank you so much. That's a beautiful segue into what I was going to talk about today. Okay. See, man, look at that. Al- Alvin, we are, we are on one accord. Always. That's, the
3: way, that's, that's where old-fashioned people are.
1: That's right. <laughs> so just some general things about uh, COVID-19 or coronavirus, uh, just some updates of some new numbers. Um, so worldwide, we're looking at 12.3 million cases mm-hmm. and a little over 500,000 deaths. Um, In the United States, we're at 3 million cases and 132,000 deaths. And here in Georgia, we are at 106,000 cases with about 3,000 deaths, uh, 12,000 hospitalizations, and of those 12,000, 2,500 hospitalizations in the ICU. Hmm. Um, since this has, you know, since this started. And I don't know if you remember way back when, a couple weeks ago, when we were talking these numbers, Georgia was at like two.
6: Mm-hmm. Yep. I remember. And
1: so, in the span, and that was late February, early March ish. Right. Um, and so now here we are, three, four months later, with the numbers that we're seeing. And so, I hope that that speaks to how easily transmissible this virus is because the numbers are just exploding and of course we are seeing um, explosions again Um, I'm not so much sure about Georgia yet um, but we are seeing it in for example Arizona Uh, Arizona has reached the point where I think that they are almost at capacity in terms of their ICU beds for the whole state Uh, Florida is on track uh, for that as well, and so you know, this is what's happening now. Is what we were in the medical community were talking about months ago about flattening the curve. Okay. Because what you don't want, um, you know, because again, other things require ICU care. So people have strokes, people have heart attacks, people have bad injuries from traumas and such things that require that intensive care. You want to have beds available for those things too. Um, and so when all of that you know, happens, when there are no beds, um, it gets to be a very precarious situation of trying to find an ICU bed, which means you may have to be shipped somewhere either by ambulance or by air ambulance, the helicopter to another hospital, which puts you out of your community and away from your family. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Um, And it may take some time to find that bed because, of course, every system is trying to preserve beds for their communities. So they may not be so free with sharing their resources. You know, that does happen. Or they themselves may be at capacity and have no resources to share. So Mm. this is getting to be very, very scary um, when we talk about the capacity that we're reaching, particularly um, with our ICU beds. Um, So, of course, if anyone uh, needs information, please go to cdc.gov. They have updated trackers where you can look not only different countries, but you can look for our country, you can look for your state, you can even look into your county um, to get the very specific uh, information for your community. Because, of course, not all communities are affected equally, which is a good thing. Right. Um, but you need to know if the community where you are has, you know, what is going on in your community. So now talking about back to school, cause here we are in the middle of July yep. and I can't believe how fast the year is going and how fast I know, so, so going. quick. <clears throat> yep. Yeah. Yeah. And so here we are having the conversation of it's almost back to school time and what are we going to do? Right. Now, with the states reopening and these explosions of COVID cases, um, you know, that puts a more difficult spin on things because people have been sheltering in place. People have been, you know, at home and out of work, and they were perhaps looking forward to a return to some sense of normalcy. Mm -hmm. Now, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I never thought in going through this, I did not see that we would be back to everybody in school Mm -hmm. all at the same time in August. I did not think that that was a realistic goal that, you know, that we could achieve even with the sheltering in place and all of those things, the lockdowns that we did um, in the late winter, early spring. So, you know, the conversations have been had about, What kind, you know, what does this picture look like? Because there's so many moving pieces that we have to consider. So let's talk about that. So the other day I heard Dr. Lily Garcia um, giving an interview on CNN about um, the plan for opening schools.
6: Mm.
1: And so she is the president of the National Education Association. So this is the Association of Teachers um, nationwide. So that gives her a little bit of um, or a lot of bit of credential in terms of knowing what she's talking about, right?
6: Right.
1: Um, And so she, one of her points that she made was that any reopening model has to ensure the health and safety of students and staff. So when we look at that, it's not just the kids that are going back to school, but you have to look at the teachers and the environmental support, janitorial people, the bus drivers, the people that work in the cafeteria. Mm That's a lot of people that are re- going to require monitoring mm-hmm. because, you know, once we go to the school, these people will be returning back to their homes, and whatever that environment is and then coming back to school. So you can see the potential for exposures there. Right. Right. right.
4: And we're, we're expecting children to follow rules that we can't even get adults to follow right now.
1: The children will do a better job.
4: You think so? (laughs) Yeah, I I, I really do
1: believe so. Wow, Um, that's something to say. You know, different different friends of mine um, who have various age children, Mm -hmm. um, and you know, one of the little ones, he puts his mask on and he thinks he's a superhero, so he doesn't want to take his mask off at all, even (laughs) when he's in the house. (laughs) And so, and I think that's just adorable. But you know, it just goes to show the resiliency of children that they respond so well to structure. When we give it to them, they can follow it.
3: I believe it because kids are not, it's kind of like when kids are born, they don't know bad being, they don't understand um, racism and nothing like that because they just understand just having a good time. I think kids will follow the rules at a minimum of keeping their mask on. I think they'll be like, let's wash our hands. But We
1: as adults have to make sure that we put these structures in place and that the structures that are put in place are going to be effective ones. Um, You know, one of the things that um, Ms. Garcia was, excuse me, Dr. Garcia was speaking about is the funding that Mm -hmm. is going to be required. Because, Mm -hmm. of course, if you let's say, you know, there are three different plans that I've been hearing um, pretty much across most states that either there will be option A, where everybody goes back to school, just like we were before COVID, Um, or everybody will be at home doing distance learning. That's option B or Mm -hmm. option, option C, excuse me, will be some hybrid of that. So, you know, there there may be a, um, a shortened day or maybe they'll break the student body into teams and, you know, everybody doesn't come, but on every day, but team a might come on Monday and Wednesday and team B might come on Thursday, you know, Tuesday and Thursday. Um, But in doing that, There is, you know, Dr. Garcia brought up a point that I hadn't considered. So for children that rely on transportation, those buses are going to have to run more frequently, Mm -hmm. right? Because you can't just pile them all in at the end of the day or in in the morning. And so, you know, that's going to be an increase of maintenance on the buses, um, gas to run the buses and operate them. And you may even need to hire more drivers so that everyone gets to school on time. And all of that requires resources, which, unfortunately, this current administration has not been uh, forthcoming with a plan to provide. Um, as a matter of fact, I don't know if you all um, have seen President Trump has made statements that he is uh, willing to reduce funding mm-hmm. uh, to school districts that do not open, you know, in August.
3: Yeah, like he got and, control and of And go that.
1: full court press.
3: But he don't have no control over that.
1: Well, so, you know, I, I don't know how those working, how, how all of that works. Um, but, you know, we have seen his influence
3: that he, on, he, yeah, he has on influence. you know,
1: your local, your, your governors, your local mayors, and that kind of thing. So, you know, because, of course, you know, most of our school systems are running on shoestring budgets to begin with. Mm-hmm. And so the thought and the threat of reducing that budget can most certainly influence decisions that are being made at the local level.
3: Right. right? Well, I thought the school board is the one that determines the budget. The school board determines that money.
1: So the school board will determine your budget, but the funding comes from your state and federal sources. Right. For public schools. Of course, private schools are, are, a, different, are a different matter, and I don't know how much public support. Right um, financially, you know, a private school would get. So, you know, a private school most certainly has, um, much more leeway to do whatever it is that they feel is most appropriate, right. Um, because they aren't dependent upon those funds, but the majority of children go to public school. They, they depend on public school. So, you know, what is a parent to do if, you know, and I heard, uh, I within in Alabama over the weekend, um, or a couple of days ago, rather and the plan that was being put put forth was that everybody just comes back to school as normal. But Alabama is one of the states that's having surge in coronavirus cases. So if you're a parent and, you know, you don't hear that compromise plan, you know, because if you have a a packed classroom, um, you know, Dr. Garcia gave the the, uh, example when she was in the classroom. She had 39 kids in her classroom. Wow. You're not going to keep 39 people six feet apart.
3: Not at no. all. Not at all. It,
1: that's physically not going to happen. So, you know, so parents are are having to have hard discussions about what they do because you know how many people can afford to homeschool. Wow. You know, that, that's a tough thing. So, the um, the NEA has a guideline called "All Hands on Deck," um, and this is their recommendation of how we reopen our schools to ensure that safety for all students, staff, and ancillary support staff. Um, And it's based upon four principles, um, health expertise, the educator voice, access to protection, and leading with equity, which is going to be very, very important because we know with public school funding, it's by your zip code and your property tax. That determines, you know, how much funding goes into your local public schools. So for public schools in less affluent areas that are probably already on a shoestring of a shoestring budget, these, you know, these measures of going back to school with the increased safety measures may put a burden on those systems that may or may not be sustainable, you know. So, you know, because we know schools provide critical services and support. Um, A lot of children receive their nutrition through public schools. Um, So, you know, this time that they had been out of school, you know, the nutritional needs may not have been met um, for many children. Uh, Schools, of course, provide the education piece. Um, You know, some children do fine with distance learning. Some children need a teacher right there to help guide them. We are seeing gaps. And in, or, or delays in children's education because of this small period of time that we had, that we all were distance learning, um, that some children have fallen behind, unfortunately. Uh, and, of course, there are the emotional and mental health needs that schools uh, provide that service for the children as well. Um, there have been uh, tremendous impacts on our students with special needs. Um, Because if you aren't able to access the professionals and the services, um, you know, that may be very, very taxing and straining on parents at home who may not have that skill set. You know, because I know, you know, I have two degrees, but I'm not a teacher. Yeah, you know, not at not at a certain level, right, you know. Right. Now I may be able to teach you some medical
3: stuff, but second grade math will take me all the way out. I know, <laughs> so, Ooh, Doc. I, I'm saying I know exactly what you mean. That's why they're trying to get yeah. these kids back in you know? school. Some right. of these
4: parents aren't there, yeah, trying to
3: help
1: with that homework. It yeah. the struggle was real. Sometimes I'm like, yeah. wait a minute, did I have second grade? Math? Right. They, they don't had to, you know. I had to ask some questions of
3: myself. Yep. They don't use the number you line. The no, little number line thing, the little beads you, crawl, you count the numbers and stuff. Yeah. The little toys.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, Singapore math was the thing. I was like, "Oh my God, really? And this is what
3: we're doing." <laughs> doc, thank you, you know? so much. We really appreciate you, and and I think thank you're doing me. an amazing job on your show. I'm so proud of you.
7: Thank you so so very proud. Thanks, thank Doc.
3: You so much. Got a little Alrighty. surprise for you. That'll be a little later. We'll talk about it after the show. righty.
7: Take All right, care. Guys, Have
6: a good one. Have, Have a good, good week. Be Be
3: safe. Boy. All right. That was Doctor Hines calling in. We really appreciate you. Uh, I believe we got Doctor Sewell. Uh, On the line next, Doc.
7: Hi, how are you gentlemen doing? We're doing Doing well. How
3: you doing? How you doing?
7: I'm doing well. Let me give you a quick disclaimer. I'm sitting in my uh, car because I just left your favorite place, Mr. Alvin, and it looks like it's going to rain. So if you hear a lot of noise, um, it's the rain. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. So Um,
3: you have a couple of topics mm -hmm. you're going to talk to us about uh, during this segment. What are you going to talk to us about?
7: So I I wanted to talk about um, intimacy and and mental wellness or mental health. Okay. Um. And one of the reasons I wanted to talk about this one, as you know, you know my um, me and my cousin do a lot of things together. Uh, Doctor Doctor Cowan mm. and she talks a lot about um, sexual health. And there's in and, and what a lot of people don't understand is that. Um, intimacy can actually increase the chances of having positive mental health. So one of the, what I wanted to do, and I'm going to run through it quickly. I'm not going to go into a whole lot of detail. But what I wanted to do is, is give just a, a very broad definition of, of intimacy, um, You know, talk about one or two things, but then talk about it primarily in a relationship perspective when we look at it from a uh, significant other or sexual relationship perspective. Okay. Okay. Um, so, Alvin, you sound suspect, like I'm getting ready to say, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you what
3: you, you what you hear, what you (laughs) hear, this is what you hear. I'm here laughing at them because of the topics that that you're covering, because we, we had a, a somewhat sexual undertone conversation with our first doctor. And uh, uh. Now, and then and then now we're going to and we and Dr. Hines kept us in line, and now our ending doctor is back on uh, sexual undertone. So,
7: so, so here's so here's the first thing we talk about intimacy again. I'm gonna have, I'm gonna use a broad definition. Okay. we're talking about um being very comfortable with a person and being able to have a level of openness, honesty, trust, commitment. Uh, appreciating one's differences those types of things those types of adjectives now here's what people don't understand intimacy does not necessarily is not necessarily a a part of a sexual relationship you can be intimate with someone that you're just platonic friends with no matter what gender they are okay, okay. and that's what a lot of people don't understand intimacy intimacy and sex are not the same thing
6: mm. they
7: are not so please be clear on you can actually be friends with someone and have that intimate relationship. And a lot of times that's when it comes into play when you're with a significant other and they say, you know what, you talk to your friends, more than you talk to me.
6: Hmm. Because
7: you know what, your relationship is closer to them, and that's 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 a type of intimacy. And a lot of times, especially men, they don't want to look at it like that because we automatically equate intimacy with sex. Conversely, you can have sex with someone and not be intimate with them at all. It can just be solely physical. So what I want to talk about, uh, though, again, I want to focus on not talk about is intimacy within a relationship, within a sexual relationship. So the first thing that couples need to do is to define what intimacy means to them. Because as we know, what intimacy is to me may not be defined. My partner may not define intimacy the same way. Would right. you guys be in agreement?
3: Yes, with yes. yes.
7: Okay, and I know this is not a politically correct thing to say, but let's be real, a lot of times the genders view things differently. Would I be correct in that?
4: Yes, mm-hmm. there was a book mm-hmm. about that, What? women are from Mars, men are from some. So, th-
7: <laughs> okay, men are-,
4: <laughs> men are from Mars. Okay. I don't so, want to,
7: women and women are from Venus, something, yeah. something to that max too, <laughs> absolutely. So one of the things that I recommend couples do is look at this book called The Five Love Languages. Okay. Okay. OK, I'm not saying it's the end all be all book, but a lot of times when people go to couples therapy, that's one of the first things that the therapist will recommend the individual read. So it's called The Five Love Languages by a gentleman named uh, Gary Chapman, I believe, C-H-A-P-M-A-N. There are five. I'm not going to go into detail, but there are five love languages. You have acts of service, words of affirmation, quality time, physical touch and receiving gifts. Mm, okay. Those are the five love languages. And even if you don't read the book, you know what? You can go online and take a quick quiz, and it'll identify for you what your primary love language is.
6: Hmm. And
7: so that's one of the things that I recommend people do or couples when they're looking at intimacy. But the very first, again, is to, to define intimacy. The second thing is this. Once you define intimacy with one another, you're going to have to have a conversation. And a lot of times people do not want to have that conversation because it causes um, levels of discomfort. Because you know what? When you talk about intimacy, you have to talk about things. You really have to be vulnerable when you talk about that. And unfortunately, a lot of times we don't like that openness in our relationship. Right. Would I be correct with that? Or does everybody have a healthy relationship? Okay.
4: No, yeah, right. and and then so, conversation wise too <laughs> just, you know, addressing certain things. But yeah, I'm following you.
7: That is That is that is correct. So, what I want to say about this is Yes, it's going to be an uncomfortable situation, but if you are with someone for the long haul, I'm not saying you have to be with them for 50 years, but if you <laughs> think you're going to be with them four or five, because some people are going to cringe at that thought, but if you think you're going to be with them for three, four, five, six years, or you can see yourself being with them for an extended period of time, this may be a conversation you have to have so that you can have a healthier relationship. So what you're looking at is short-term pain and long-term gain. Okay, so the, conversation, the discomfort is only going to last for a small period of time. When you are discussing what either your love language is or when you're discussing having a discussion about what is intimate for you, what makes you feel closer to that person, what actually makes you feel closer, what I want to say to the other partner is do not dismiss this person's feelings and their thought process.
6: Mm. Yeah,
7: because a lot of times if we don't understand things, like when I do this, my, my, my piece is, is quality time. I like that. I don't care anything about receiving gifts. I don't care about how much you tell me you love me. That means nothing to me. I need, I need to see it. But in my mind, if you're telling me that I need to compliment you all the time and give you gifts, I'm saying, are you kidding me? So that's what I'm saying in my mind. So what I'm saying is I can't be dismissive of that because at the end of the day, there are things that have happened in our lives that have caused us to feel a certain way, and that will cause us to feel that we're cause us to feel like we're closer to people than than um, normal, or we're we're being clo- we're closer to our partner. So, please be aware that there are various things that can happen in a person's lifetime that will cause them to think and feel a certain way. Hmm. Are you following me on yep. that?
4: Yes. Yep. And that's where the conversation like, comes even, into play, right?
7: Correct. That's where the conversation comes into play, but that's where the mutual respect comes into play. Because, again, a lot of times we don't understand things. We're very dismissive of that. And, and so we can't do that. We have to know. Sometimes you, you need to ask and say, okay, I didn't understand. I, I didn't know you felt that way. Can you tell me why you feel this way? Mm-hmm. Sometimes we don't even know why we feel a certain way, but generally it goes back to either something we've seen we've, or, or something that we have Experience mm. things that can prevent you from feeling or or going through that process of trying to be intimate with someone that you care about. That fear of intimacy that could come from sexual trauma. Mm. That could come from sexual trauma. That could come from feelings of abandonment. Maybe, um, you know, maybe your mom or dad left you at an early age, and they didn't really leave you. They left the family, but you felt like they left you. So there may be a sense of abandonment. So you may feel like if I get really close to someone then guess what? They're going to leave me and I don't want to feel that pain. Conversely, you need to understand those things because, Alvin, your your, uh, love language may be physical touch. That's how you feel that you're needed. But if you're dealing with a partner who has been sexually traumatized, it's going to be very difficult for that person to fall in line if they haven't processed some things with physical touch. So their thing may be Mm. receiving gifts or quality time. And that's why it's important that You, as that partner, understand and say, okay, well, I don't, if you say, I don't understand what is the issue with physical touch, I don't, quality time is not a big deal for me. If I spend time with you, if I'm, if I'm touching you, you should know that's, that's quality time for me. No, it doesn't work like that. Try to understand where your partner is coming from.
3: Conversation.
7: It is not, have a Conversation. The last thing is this. Understand that this is a process. It took you a minute to be the person that you are now. It's going to take you another minute to improve upon the person that you are now. It is a process. Do not look for instant gratification. When you have an intimate relationship, what this can do is it can help you have more confidence. It can help you have... More self-esteem. Do you know why? Because you feel a level of support from somebody or from some other individuals. Because remember, I said at the beginning, an intimate relationship is not not always someone that you are sexual. You're having a sexual relationship with. In addition to that, it can decrease stress and worry. Because let's look at it from a sexual relationship standpoint. You know what? Endorphins are increased. That's a, that, that's relaxing. They that can be relaxing for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. In addition to that, you you um, have a more positive attitude. It leads to more positive mental health, again, because let's look at it from a holistic perspective. You have a support system. You're feeling more complete. It allows you to open yourself up to other ideas, to other other activities, all of those things, so it helps you feel more complete as a person. If you do have a fear of intimacy, I'm not saying that you cannot live a full life. What I am saying is that that life may not be as fruitful as it could be because you're not allowing other people in to see the terrific and the great person that you are. And it can also lead to, if you just really push everybody away, it can lead to isolation. You know, isolation can lead to depression. Um, It can lead to just straight up, straight out loneliness. And, And so really monitor those things and try to understand if you do have a fear of intimacy, What is going on with that and why are you like that? I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm not saying it's right. But I am saying having an intimate relationship with one person or having an intimate relationship with having intimate relationships with platonic friends and with a person that you are sexually active with, that can be very fulfilling and it can really help you have positive mental health.
3: Well, Doc, you, you came in under the wire with this with this one. This is really, really good. I mean, you know it's time for us to go to that break, but thank you so very much. Please send us an inbox for, for that wonderful segment. We're going to have to pay you for this one. <laughs> Great information. <laughs> Thanks, Doc. You have a good one, all right? All right. safety bless Have a good day. alright you All right, y'all. That was Doc to Sue. That was a good one. Yeah, some good stuff. Good stuff. All right. We'll be right back.
2: The opinions expressed during the sponsored programs on this station are strictly those of the program hosts, guests, and callers and are not necessarily those of Beasley Broadcast Group, this station, its staff, other advertisers, or agencies.
1: Life happens, and when it does, the law firm of Althea DeBar Johnson, PC, and Tamara Wood is the law firm people turn to for planning and managing their legal affairs and protecting their current and future assets. The firm specializes in wealth protection through legal services that include estate planning, probate administration, and guardianship. This law firm promises to be truthful and honest, provide personalized attention, and they are focused on results that best suit your needs. For a consultation, contact them today at 404-584-5555 or visit them on the web at ADJ. PCLaw.com, the law firm of Althea Debar Johnson, PC, and Tamara Wood, helping you plan for today and for the future so you can get on with the business of living.
4: This is fashion designer Edmund Newton. I'd like to tell you about EnMass.com.
3: Y'all, we're back. This is Alvin. And Edmund. That was a good segment with our doctors. Oh, yeah, definitely. And definitely. Uh, so back to our music. You know, I tried to come out with some emotions and stuff. And you, what, what was that you played, man? Why that
4: was, was loose end, stay a wild child.
3: You all would just, you didn't. My- yeah, was just feeling the, the, the groove that was the vibe. good I appreciate that was it. good appreciate it. Appreciate that was that. good I had to go back and change my music line but I I like, oh lord this is what we doing today <laughs> that was good I ain't heard loose ends in forever man that was really really good so uh listen y'all we're gonna have ourselves a good time the rest of the day here we're gonna uh <laughs> uh we' gonna we gonna have ourselves a good time you know when I be getting these text messages and stuff from people be sending us messages Mainly be about my co-host. A lot of times they got used to me.
4: What the, what the people
3: sending you? You got well, good music that. and all that kind of stuff. I'm like, man, my music be good too. You they give you saying? props on your music, man. Come on with that. They, I mean, they be like, your music that was good, man. That was good, but I, I mean, it don't be like. <laughs> what they're saying is, you, you know, you, you I might, need to step my game up. Uh, basically, well, what they're I, saying. Well, yeah, I, so you know what this next song see what they're gonna say about this because really? I, I know yeah 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 all right this, this this is this is this is my song this next one coming up <laughs> he tried to come back with yeah more I gotta points. try to come back that one right there was really good man I ain't heard Loose in the long that was really good man. <laughs> and then I run in the engineer room and he uh, old school laughing at me because he already knew my music was like weak that part, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh he, he let you know that your selection
4: was yeah he okay. already knew he's all like right, I know you come
3: back but we're gonna see what we're gonna do about this one right here.
4: all right go ahead all right yeah we what you know
3: here we go All right, y'all, I'm sorry. Well, who was that right there? That was Miss Shantae Moore. It's all, all right. right. It's all, all right. right. Yeah, that was a good one. That was a good selection. You like that one? Yeah,
4: yeah. But with, with this one, you got you got me loaded. You got me locked and loaded. I think we're going to speed it up just a little bit. You're
3: going to speed it up a little bit? Just a little bit. Okay, let me see what you got. Man. All right. What you got
4: All right, y'all. That was uh That, that was, was Hall the- of Notes. I can't go for that. I had to slide that one in there and just, just let that be. I'm not drop. gonna
3: even tell y'all the conversation we were having after he got dropped that song on, but we're gonna go on to my song since so you tried to speed it up a little bit. All right. I got one for you. Don't be getting up and dancing all in the room and carrying on like you back there at school days. All right. <laughs> I'm just letting you know. So that's what this is gonna be right here. All right. All right, go ahead with it. Let's, Let's go, see what man. you got. What we got?
5: Excuse me, madam, you're standing still in a no-parking zone. If you don't get a move on that body,
0: I'll be forced to give you a ticket.
3: Right y'all, that was that was uh that was no parking on the dance floor. No that parking was, on the dance that, floor. That reminded me of being at Jackson State back in the day. I'm telling you, you just don't know what y'all used to do at Jackson State back then when that was <sighs> that was hot. We went to school, to get our education, but then. We would have <laughs> <laughs> hey sweet, I I don't want I don't want to cut you off. With, go with go that, go But go. man,
4: how do you feel about like missing the games and stuff and the battle of the bands? You know what? I
3: was thinking about that on the way to, to the station today. I was like, oh my god, we going not have no. F- no uh, homecoming. Yeah, man. No battle of the bands. It's like withdrawals. You know what
4: I'm saying? Yeah, because I I had these last like five or so years. I really gotten into it. Meaning yeah. I was,
3: you know. Yeah, um, I, I missed. I missed that. They brought me into the Gram fam. Yeah.
4: You know, they made me made me I, honorary. I thought we were talking about you, travel, wanna bring you it up know, up no Shout
3: more. out. I thought <laughs> we were to talk about the no more you don't have But no nah, I'ma miss
4: that man because we had yeah. that going on, and normally that runs concurrent with fashion season. Yeah. You know, that runs neck and neck. And so for a minute there we was thinking we was gonna miss out on both, but you know, slowly the fashion element is coming that's back that's to cool. surface. Oh that's not the zoo. Okay. What's that doctor? What's she doing in the station? All right, y'all. <laughs> oh, and this song we about to come into now is my selection. We're going to play the whole thing. Um, okay, yeah, go ahead. Let's play it. But if, if, you a ro- if you a roller skating head when the beat drop, you know what this is. And if you're not, then maybe you just went to the roller rink and put you some skates on. some hot and Was at the uh, All man. in the way. No, you was all in the way. Okay. Well, you, you couldn't mean, skate. When you play this man you, song. You all on the, on the carpet on the side. Can you skate
3: All right. You did you did really, 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 really good. I appreciate yeah, that it. That was I appreciate that it. That was really good. I mean, you made me jump up and go change mine for one more time just to at least be equal with you. I mean, that may not be this one may not be better, but you will agree this is gonna be a tie.
4: Hey right, that's Tyrone okay. Bronson here, the Smurfs. Here,
3: here, here we go.
2: Say oops upside your head. Say oops upside your head.
8: Say oops, upside your head. Say oops, upside your head. Say oops, upside. A upside your head. Radio station is up. W G A B. Say oops upside your head. Say oops, upside your head. head. Up
5: your head. Up, your head. Now on all your your and you, you so up, And you finger snappers, you toe And you love laps. I want y'all to say this with me. Say
8: oops, upside your head. Say oops, upside your Say now, say the head, the
3: All right, y'all. That was uh oops, upside your head, That was a good I one right damn. there, man. That was a good one, right? Ch- Uncle Charlie. Uncle we, Charlie. That was some good music today. Yeah. That was a good music today. Good
4: groove, good, good vibe, good energy, good conversation with the doctors, as usual. Really They good. did their thing today. Really uh, a Brought job. a lot of good information and, yes. and, and put some good stuff out there to make
3: you think about. Yes. Yeah. That was really good. Today was a really good show. We always have a good shows. The doctors always bring us the best and the most updated information. On all things health, including and up to coronavirus and what's going on with that.
4: What other radio station can you listen to Not every nothing. week and get updates on it and um, things about your health, good music, accurate updates, yeah.
3: from multiple doctors. Exactly. You know, so that's my um, closing out little song right there. All right, go on close it up. Close, close, close it up. Listen to Nat Cole. All right, but th-
4: did you hear when, when Doc was about to say something, he mentioned that name Whitney? I said, wait, 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 wait. "Yeah." Did you see my face? Yeah. Hey, don't say the wrong thing now. I want to say, watch your mouth, right, right. before you before you get started. Don't 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 do that. <laughs> All right, y'all, I tell you this has been Alvin and Edmund. He on the old fashioned health show. Talk to y'all tomorrow. Oh, Tune in tomorrow. Real. Same time, same place. Eleven hundred. Everlasting love. This will
8: be. I've waited for, this will be the first time anyone has loved me.
2: Thank you for listening to this special edition of Old Fashioned Health on The Real 1100. We hope the information provided will help in every way possible. For more information, please visit oldfashionedhealth.com. Tune in at this time next week and stay safe.